Yo, what's going on, Nebrolian Dynamite? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General, General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Monday, November 15th, 2021, and this is Season 8, Episode 127. And today I want to talk about immunology and inflammation. We're going to talk more about inflammation and immunology uh, because this is, uh, even though this is more or less a trainer's podcast, we're not going to get too much in the depths of biology. We're going to be just talking about the 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 very, very basics. And uh, essentially what we're going to lead into is what's called rhabdomyolysis, which is, you know, this is an important thing for you to know. I've actually had a, uh, I actually had a podcast episode. I actually had an episode about this uh, October 6th of uh, this year. So if you want to go back, that is actually episode, uh, what episode is that? That is episode 113. I'm actually, I had it in my notes, so I had to check that out. But yeah, if you want to listen to the uh, entirety about what rhabdomyolysis is, uh, you can check out that episode. But I'm going to give you a brief overview of what inflammation and uh, immunology is, or at least what your immune system does. And uh, we're going to find out exactly how you can keep yourself healthy today. So without further ado, let's go and get this episode underway. Season 8, episode 127, Immunology and Inflammation. Lego! Have you ever thought about why vaccines work? I know, I'm pretty sure right about now people have been wondering why vaccines work. Well, probably not so much now, but uh, I, I, could, I could definitely imagine uh, when the vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine came out, everybody was kind of curious. It's like exactly how, how do vaccines work, right? Because there's been a lot of people that have been having a lot of different theories as to how vaccines work, but... We'll give you the lowdown on sci- uh, and, and the actual science real quick on how they work. Now, what you have is you have an immune system, of course, right? Now, you have two types of immune systems. There's the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system. And essentially, the innate immune system fights pretty much everything in your body that comes into your body that's not, exact, that is not something that you were born with. Now, the adaptive immune system that's a little bit more advanced it's a little bit more high tech with the adaptive immune system we're not going to go into the biology and the names of the actual cells that help fight off um, infections what we will say is that essentially your adaptive cells what they do is they find the pathogen whatever's in your body whether it be a, a virus or a bacteria or even an irritant 
and they essentially hunt it down. And what they do by uh, when they hunt it down is they ingest it and they take the parts of it and they put it on the outside of the of the cell. So essentially, what happens is like they walk around like or they walk. Uh, they float around your blood like uh, Mad Max or like those ancient Mongolian warriors. They used to wear those knuckle necklaces, you know, those necklaces made of other people's knuckles. So it's like essentially they kill something and then they take all the parts and they put it on the outside. And the reason why they put it on the outside is so other cells can identify it as being not necessarily that particular virus or bacteria or pathogen, uh, but so other cells can recognize what that is. And so they won't, and so they'll be easy. It'll be easier for it to be fought off later on by other uh, memory cells. Again, I'm not going to go into the biology, but there are specific cells and there's, you know, I mentioned probably three or four types of cells that do this, but one of them being, uh, one of them, I got to say one of the names, the natural killer cells. Those are pretty cool. And those are actually the ones that do uh, ingest the pathogens and they take the, uh, they take the parts and put them on the outside of their body. Uh, But that is not what we're going to be talking about today. In fact, what we're going to be talking about mostly is inflammation. I wanted to talk about that with relation to uh, your workouts. But there are some things that don't necessarily relate to your workouts. Say, for instance, histamine. Now, I'm pretty sure you're uh, familiar with antihistamines, right? You take those when you're uh, congested or you're feeling like uh, a little bit allergy allergic. (laughs) I was trying to think of the word, but allergic is probably the best way. So uh, what happens is that uh, when you have something like a pathogen or irritant in your system, um, it causes redness or uh, vasodilation. That's how you get the redness is essentially that your, your, uh, your vessels in your veins, in your arteries, they essentially swell up, you know, they get dilated. And what happens is that you get a little extra mucus and it helps to trap that mucus helps to trap that pathogen. And your body also increases its temperature uh, so it can increase the cell metabolic rate, essentially, so you can get more of those uh, cells pumping out uh, proteins and uh, get more cells to, you know, memory cells that can get to this, the area uh, as well as, you know, your, your innate system. Uh, like that, now those are your, uh, mast cells and those essentially create the histamines. So what the, you, you know, you increase, you increase your body temperature, uh, again, to increase your metabolic rate, but it's also, uh, to burn off those invaders. So a lot of times when you get a fever, uh, you're getting sick, but that is actually your body healing. And which is kind of funny because you don't think about that. You know, you think about, oh, I'm getting sick and my nose is stuffy and I'm feeling terrible. I must be really sick. But actually what's happening when you're feeling sick is that it's your body recovering from whatever it was uh, infected by. So, you know, this, uh, this act of the immune system activating is essentially what causes the puffiness and the swelling and, uh, the, uh, extra mucus. So inflammation is not actually always bad. You know, too little 
could actually lead to uh, progressive tissue destruction uh, by that particular harmful substance. So you want to have some inflammation. It's not really that great of an idea to get rid of the inflammation, at least not before uh, the the process is complete. Sometimes you might have some extra inflammation, and that is called chronic inflammation. And a lot of times that'll lead to not a lot of times, actually all the time, if you have it, if you have that chronic inflammation long enough, it leads to a shift in the type of uh, cells at the site of inflammation. So bio- biologically, it's the movement. Uh, biologically, inflammation is essentially the movement of plasma and leukocytes. Uh, a.k.a. white blood cells formed in the bone marrow, to the affected area. So there's a few causes. Uh, we're not going to go into uh, all of them. Uh, I guess I'll, t- I'll talk about them real quick. I'll name them off, and then we'll go into the one that I really want to talk about. So there's athero- athero- atherosclerosis. Try saying that 10 times fast. And those are essentially uh, lesions on the art- arterial wall. And uh, what that does is essentially it hardens your uh, your arteries and it makes it harder for blood to flow. So you end up getting uh, a little bit of inflammation because your blood's not your oxygenated oxygenated blood is not flowing to the area because you know it it's closed off. You know you have lesions in your arterial wall, which essentially uh, constricts your 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 veins and your arteries, and you have less oxygenated blood that can flow to the system. So that essentially creates swelling or inflammation. And there's another one. I looked this one up. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Ischemia. We'll call it ischemia. Ischemia? Ischemia or ischemia? One of those two. Anyways, (laughs) that essentially is a damage to tissue that leads to the restriction of oxygenated blood and, nutri- and nutrients. So it's not just uh, blood, but also nutrients that can't get through. They're very similar to atherosclerosis, except for the differences that uh, atherosclerosis is uh, lesions on the arterial wall, whereas isch- ischemia or ischemia is damage to the tissue. So uh, those are the different causes, uh, but the one that I wanted to talk about was trauma. Now, trauma is essentially you know, you can get that anyway. You know, a lot of times with lifting, you uh, experience trauma because you, you know, in in order to get stronger, you have to actually uh, break down your muscle fibers. You actually have to create a little bit of scar tissue. So what happens and why you get that muscle pump is because you have a little bit of, you have trauma. You have a little bit of inflammation that comes up uh, it comes through there. It uh, tries to heal that particular part of your system or a particular muscle group. And it pumps in flu- uh, proteins and it pumps in fluids. And it tries to heal those muscle fibers as soon as possible because they're damaged tissues. So uh, that that is a good thing. Inflammation can be a good thing. That's why that, mu- you know, that's why people like that muscle pump. But Again, with chronic inflammation, that's not a good thing. And you don't want to have too much inflammation, especially in your muscles, because that is what's called rhabdomyolysis, And that's essentially the inflammation of your, of your muscles. And like I said, that is an infl- inflammatory response uh, to, your, to uh, a scar tissue buildup or to uh, damaged muscle tissue. And again, if you have too much damaged muscle tissue, what essentially happens is that you get uh, septic. You get too much of that waste in your system, and you can actually die from it. 
So you want to be careful when you're working out. You don't, especially if you're just starting your workouts, you don't want to be going too hard because you can actually die from that, believe it or not. So to make this, uh, to kind of round this all out here, to kind of uh, put a bow on this episode is uh, you want to be careful, obviously, you know, and when it comes to lifting, there's a lot of ways that you can hurt yourself, but one very important way, you know, obviously you can die if you and a squat too heavy and the, the squat squat bar like, you know, crushes your spine or if you are you know deadlifting and you, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> maybe you're deadlifting too heavy and you lift it up too high or something and it falls back on you. I don't know. But the way, you know, there's a kind of, those are, you don't have a lot of potential for that to happen. But what can happen and does happen to a lot of people, and it doesn't necessarily have to lead to death, but you can have some serious injury or, you know, I've I've heard of actually, it was not too, it was probably a couple of years back now I think about it, maybe even more than a couple of years. Uh, but I remember when I was training, there was a trainer that was training a newscaster and the newscaster was just trying, it was just starting off and was trying to get, you know, stronger so they can look good on the news because they were actually, you know, one of those people that was in front of the camera. And so they were working out hard. And after that workout, they couldn't, they are, they couldn't like bend or straighten their arms and they're really having a lot of pain. And that essentially meant that they had rhabdomyolysis. And so what you have to do in that case, obviously, is you got to rest. You got to get really hydrated so you can flush all that waste out of your system. And when you come back, you got to be real, real cautious. So the moral of the story here is that your body has an innate way and obviously an adaptive way uh, to keep you healthy, you know, to keep those pathogens out of your system, keep those irritants from um, making your life a little, uh, making your life miserable, as well as just keeping your body regulated, you know, keeping your body temperature regulated and just keeping you healthy overall. So you have some, you have some helpers, but you can help out your helpers by just being cautious and smart when you work out. All right, so that does it for my day. I really do appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a rating or review and tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And of course, keep good company. 